0: Hello livestock friends and welcome to this edition of Before the Bid. This is a podcast dedicated to the livestock sales industry where we go behind the scenes of the operation and speak straight to the sellers. We discuss topics about the important aspects of their operation, location, the people behind the prep work, and talk about some of the animals that will be offered to you, the prospective buyers. Hopefully, you've got your sale catalog close by, you might have to go look through that pile on your desk, but if not then you're probably like me and driving down the road or busy with chores around the farm and that's okay too wherever you are and whatever you're doing i hope you enjoy this segment of before the bid i'm your host andy howell On this edition of Before the Bid, we're gonna go back to uh, the boilermaker state, and I, I say that for a good reason. Uh, you got listening to two past boilermakers here this evening, and my um, guest tonight. They're in the Clear Choice female sale that is coming up Saturday, October 26th, in Milan, Indiana, and uh, the the guy that I'm talking to. Uh, tonight we go back about 25 years or so uh, when we were both Boilermakers, and now he has uh, moved to Shirley, Indiana, and uh, he's an Elanco swine sales rep, and also a guy that uh, that's uh, active in the Simmental Breed Association, also a guy that if you ever listen to the Beef Congress sale cattle, uh, this guy and I, we go over those on walton webcasting and uh a good friend of mine and and very excited to talk to uh my good friend tonight john jordan john how's things in shirley this evening
1: they're good andy i appreciate you having me on
0: well i appreciate you uh appreciate you coming and and being able to be on and uh, making this thing work and uh we're going to talk some simmental cattle and and uh you guys, you're in this uh, this Clear Choice female sale coming up October 26th, and we want to talk about those cattle. We want to talk about uh, all those consigners that are in there. But first, John, why don't you tell us just a little bit about yourself, about your family, introduce them, and, and how you guys kind of got started in the Simmental breed.
1: Yeah, I'd be happy to do that. So um, Jordan Simmental, our Simmental operation goes back to, I would say, roughly about 1985 uh when my older brother and my dad purchased our first simetal heifer from uh uh silvertown farms no stranger to your neck of the woods growing up over there in winchester
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, that was one of the first simetals that I ever remember us purchasing uh my first simetal show heifer would have been uh one that we purchased from dave Stowe's up in michigan an old generation 3 and uh that was one of them big tall hard-doing yellow white things and um That got us started, I would say, uh, roughly probably, I don't know, mid-90s. We had raised a heifer one year that uh, had won our county fair, and that was what gave me the bug uh, for showing cattle. Went through 4-H, got to work for some good people while I was at Purdue that I learned a lot from, got me connected. Um, it wasn't too long after Purdue. I think it was about 2005. I'd have been out of Purdue for a couple of years, and we purchased a heifer from a guy in Nebraska named Dave Zeiss. Uh, we called that heifer Jewel. Uh, that summer, Jewel had a really successful summer. I think we showed her seven major shows, and she was grand or reserve five times, capped off her show career being reserve grand in the, North, or in the National Western Open Show Uh, She was grand in the junior show. It just so happened that the year that we were reserved grand in Denver, uh, there were two Sunset View heifers in the grand lineup that year. One of them beat us. Uh, Sunset View is one of our other consigners here for the sale. Um, So so roughly 2005, I I always tell people that Jewel is kind of the one that put us on the map and let people really know who we were. Um, We run about, not a lot, 15 cows, give or take a few here and there. We use some embryo transfer. We do AI pretty heavy. My two stepkids, Haley and Reed, Hedrick, are very active uh, in the junior program. So it's me, So it's my mom and dad, Jerry and Linda. They do a lot on the farm. And then me and my wife, Heather, and Haley and Reed are my stepkids, Haley and Reed, Hedrick. And then our younger boys, Jake and Joby. Uh, to be honest, Andy, everybody chips in. My daughter, Haley, just went to Purdue. And, and my younger boys are actually helping to pick up a lot of the slack. Um, we're just we're all trying to chip in and and pick up a little bit of a void right now but um after once once haley and reed kind of got into the to the cattle thing they took it on been really blessed that they took it and they love it and we've shown cattle all over the country with those two in the last
0: 10 years and had a lot of had a lot of good times doing it and uh, haley haley is is one you young lady that boy when <clears> she gets <throat> on that holder and she walks in that ring she means business and and, uh, boy, she's a heck of a showman. Yep. She works hard at it, and, and I appreciate the kind, kind words. Uh, does a does a very, very nice job. And, and you landed over there in, in Shirley, uh, Indiana, not real cow country over there in Shirley. You guys got a lot of row crops over there.
1: Yeah. So I actually, um, when after Heather and I got married in 2010, we were able to buy um, a 30-acre farm right next to the the farm that I grew up on, uh, which my mom and dad have sold, they they live about a mile from us now. A lot of the cows run over at my mom and dad's. We've got 40 acres here right around our house that's still in row crop. Um, but we utilize some rented pasture, some rented hay grounds. keep it all pretty close here, close to home. And um, just found with our kids' activities and my job, um, 15 cows is plenty for
0: us we got a lot going on. Tell us just a little bit about your Elanco. You kind of go over to the swine rep deal. Tell us just a little bit about that because I know when I talk to you uh, several different times during the year or whenever you're always on the road or doing some different things. So tell us just a little bit about that.
1: Yeah, so I cover three states. I cover Indiana, Illinois, and Kentucky. Um, Put a lot of miles on a vehicle. Managed to not spend a ton of nights off uh, in hotels. But do a lot of driving to get to and from customers. I, I basically sell to, um, in swine producers. So if you got large entities, swine, sow farms around you, uh, there's a good chance that maybe I visited them. Um, I've, I've worked for Elanco 10 years. I've been a swine sales rep for five. I'm actually really blessed to work for the company that I've wanted to work for since I was in high school. It's kind of always been a dream of mine to work for Elanco. And so I was able to get a job with them and then, Very fortunate to um, come into the swine team just as a good mentor of mine was uh, getting close to retirement. And so as he retired, I picked up a lot of his territory, and and now I cover these three states. So put a lot of miles on, a lot of windshield time, listen to a lot of podcasts.
0: (laughs) That's good. You listen to Before the Bid podcast. Uh, I have. I listened to one the other day, actually. That's great. That's great that's good hope uh we hope we can get a lot of people to listen to them so uh john uh, again you're in this uh you're in this clear choice uh the clear choice female sale you've got a couple consigners in this uh in this sale that have come together and to to put this sale on can you tell us just a little bit uh and, and i guess i'll just help lead you tell us just a little bit about this bk farms that are in there
1: yeah so uh ben brown from tennessee Ben's been a friend of mine since we went back to our junior days. I can remember helping Ben fit cattle um, probably in the early 2000s at some of our regional shows. So known Ben a long time. Ben was really active in the uh, scimitals as a junior. Once he got out, I don't want to say that they went away, but uh, they slowed down a little bit. But once Ben kind of got to be adult age here in the last 10 or 15 years, Ben and his dad, Mike, have really invested a lot of money in some of the breeds, most powerful donors. Um, they, they were really good customers up at Hudson Pines when Hudson Pines was still, uh, running. And so, so Ben bought some of the better females out of Hudson Pines over the last 10 years. Um, I know they, they had a knockout daughter that was reserve grand in Louisville one year. Um, they had another red baldy female that won Denver, I think in 2013. Uh, and so Ben's just had a real good run. He's, he's making good donors He's, he actually purchased a bull out of one of the Hudson Pines bull sales a few years ago uh, that they nicknamed Sabin. and you'll see some heifers in this, this sale out of Saban. Uh, we actually purchased one of the high sellers out of the sale last year that was a Saban, and they're making real good cattle. And So ben, Ben's no stranger to quality. If there's one, one thing I'd say about Ben is I don't think he likes to lose very much, and so when Ben goes to, to evaluate and buy cattle and raise cattle, Ben's always looked at top quality. And so um Ben Ben had the high selling open in this sale last year, which was a descendant of one of the Hudson Pines cows that he bought. And so I, I would expect I haven't been through Ben's cattle. I've talked to him about him a couple times, but I never hesitate to or I never worry about whether Ben's going to bring high quality cattle.
0: Good, good deal. Tell us uh tell us a little bit about about Sunset View Farms.
1: Yeah, so if, I mean, if you have any history with a scimitol breed, you know, Sunset View is, has, uh, it doesn't take very long looking back in many scimitol pedigrees in the last 10 years to see the SVF prefix in there. Um, when you look at sires and you think of names like Steel Force, Built Right, um, those, are, those are two of the more prominent ones that they ever raised. Those have been monumental bulls in our scimitol breed. And then you go back to some of the females Um, there. She's a star cow family. Um, I think they had a cow family they called expectation. Uh, Those those go back into so many of the pedigrees. Um, They had a cow they called ready or not, I believe. And so, you know, 10 years ago, they they were the ones that you had to be every year in the show ring. and, And those, a lot of what they're bringing to the sale in this sale are daughters of those donors. And so. The cow family, the pedigrees, and the history in Sunset View runs really deep. Uh, beautiful farm down in Kentucky. Um, just just good consigners, And, again, these guys know good cattle. They raise good cattle. Um, and, and they just continue to
0: bring high-quality stock to the sale. We better not leave out the host here uh, Clearwater Simmentals.
1: Yeah, and so Jeff and Leah down in Milan. Um, Jeff and Leah have been um, – long-time breeders in the state of indiana uh you know over the years they as jeff and leah started to sell more cattle i think the first time we met jeff and leah was we bought a heifer off of them out of the hoosier beef congress sale um probably about the middle of my 4-h career and one that i showed uh you know when i was probably gosh i don't know 12 13 years old um but here in the last here in the last 15 or 20 years jeff and leah have gotten really aggressive they would have bought a, a female from Sunset View called She's a Star. That's probably the first big donor that I remember Jeff and Leah really tying into. And then here over the last recent years, no stranger to the Semitol breed, they were uh, owners in the great Serena cow with with Trinopoles. And so when you think about the high-grossing, high-revenue cattle in our breeds, Serena's unmatched. Uh, she's well over a million dollars in progeny. They sold multiple, multiple state, national winners out of her, and so, um, you know, Jeff and Leah have been good about running bulls, raising bulls. They do a bull sale in the spring. They do a customer appreciation sale. I know one thing: when they built the sale facility, Jeff was very adamant that they were going to have a customer appreciation sale, and they were going to give their customers a, a place to come back and market cattle out of Clearwater Genetics. And there's not a lot of people that do that. That's one thing that that jeff was really determined to do and so they do run a customer appreciation sale in april every year partners with us on a couple of cows good friends um just real honored that they asked us to be part of the sale
0: how did this how did this sale come about this is this is the second year how did it come about last year i mean you've got these guys you got cattle from tennessee you got cattle from kentucky uh, and then you've got the you've got the two here in the hoosier state
1: yeah so i think um my understanding, it's kind of always been, I think, Leah's dream to have her own production sale, to have the own farm production sale. And so for a long time, Jeff and Leah were consigners to Sunset View's production sale uh, down in Kentucky. Sunset View ran that sale for, for many years. I think Sunset View cut down on some cows, and so they stopped, they stopped running the sale. But uh, Leah, Leah came one day and, and said, hey, I think we're, th- we're thinking about putting a sale together and um, ask us if we'd be part of it. So to answer your question, I think it's been a long-time dream, Aaliyah. If you've ever been to the sale facility, it is second to none. It is absolutely beautiful. Jeff and Leah a few years ago purchased a piece of ground right around the corner from their farm. It used to be an old uh, Seagram's wine cooler bottling facility. Mm -hmm. And so when they bought it, it had a lot of buildings on it. Uh, I want to say it's like a 15 or 17 acre piece of ground and it's probably got 10 or 12 big slabs of concrete on it. And so they picked one right, right up towards the road and they built just a beautiful sale facility on it. So all of our sale facility is concrete. As far as vehicles, they built a sale facility. They put great runs in, um, it's handicap accessible. You won't be pulling into the sale on a rainy day and get stuck. That's for sure as we found last year it rained the entire sale.
0: <laughs> I think it rained everybody's sale last year, uh, in the fall. Yeah. Well that's that's great. That's great. Well, uh John appreciate that. Tell us tell me and, and you and I have talked clear back since we were uh, boiler makers and and uh, we both kind of went a little bit uh, a little bit different way on the breeds or, or you know we came in with different breeds but but where's where's the Cementals what's your thought on where the Cementals have been and and where they are now and where are they going to go here in the next five ten fifteen years what's your thoughts
1: yes we've done a lot to make our breed um, more desirable to the commercial cattlemen over the last few years I think i'll address it from two standpoints andy when you think about the show ring in the last five to ten years i don't think there's been any breed that's been hotter than the scimitol breed we see people coming into our breed uh that i never would have dreamed would have been showing a scimitol and so when you think back to the unis 4-h days they were big narrow hard doing yellow looking things uh heavy birth weights hard cavers just really not much desired anything and then as you know you look back to some of our um, uh, some of our key people in our breed a guy like nick overpeck that started bringing some of the black cattle in i can remember the first black scimitol i ever saw was at one of nick Overpeck's sales and so as we start bringing um, the black cattle in and as we start doing some crossbreeding with the angus breed i think we've made these cattle functional i think we've made them easy keeping Uh, I think we've put a lot of style and eye appeal in them, which was traditionally not something you'd see out of a scimitol. We've really made them um, desirable for a lot of people in a lot of different breeds. Uh, A lot of longevity in our cows, good feet and legs. I think when we've brought some different breeds in like the Angus, we've helped with udders and just really made a good mama cow. I I think it's really hard to find a better combination than a semangus mama cow. Um, They're just good cattle. And then when you look at them from the commercial standpoint, when you get the birth weight out, you get the calving ease uh, back in check where it should be. Um, I think Leah would attest to how many of her bulls she can sell to commercial cattlemen now. I mean, they're running a 60-head bull sale and not having trouble selling bulls because the commercial cattlemen in southern Indiana um, want these bulls. And they they don't have to necessarily be black or black baldies. I mean, they're selling some red bulls down there I think it just says a lot to where our breed has come in the last, I mean, really the last 10 years.
0: It, it is hard in the in Indiana to have a bull sale, usually. Absolutely. You bet. So that's... that's... I, thought, I
1: mean, like I said, Jeff, Jeff and Leah sold a lot of bulls off the farm for a long time. Um, they had consigned some bulls down to Sunset View's bull sale down in more southern Kentucky, uh, northern Tennessee, more cattle country. But they've done a really good job of building a bull market. They still I believe they still consign some bulls to the bull test, uh the Indiana bull test, and man, they've just done a great job of building a commercial bull market, uh, using these Simmental bulls.
0: That's great. That's good. Uh like like that, uh like that Angus influence so uh on a on a personal level there, so well that's good. What what do you think and, and you did you talked just a little bit, is, is there anything else that, that came into these semis, uh, that 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 I, I guess you could say helped them uh, be better or, or do you think the Angus was the best influence?
1: Well, I, I think as breeders we just got we got tougher on our breed. I mean, day to day talking to my buddies that I talk to on the phone driving down the road, I mean, we're constantly picking these cattle apart. We know that we're in a good spot right now um, from a show ring standpoint because there's a lot of people from a lot of different breeds that are looking to scimitals. There's some breeds that are struggling, but these guys haven't lost their fire for raising cattle, but maybe they just want to see something a little bit different. And so the scimitals seem to be a place where a lot of these breeds are migrating to, and I, I think as long as we continue to select for the right traits, and select for traits that fit our market whether that be selling show heifers like we do or whether that be having a commercial bull market Um, i think you got to select for the traits that best fit your scenario to make you the most money and i think the scimitals are are filling a lot of voids for some different
0: breeds right now where are the scimitals in 10 years
1: Um, man, I mean, hopefully, hopefully leading the breeds again or, or continue to lead in the breeds. I I don't see, I don't see where we're not chasing trends in our breed. Like we used to, I mean, there, when I was showing, it was literally the biggest animal that walked in the ring one. I mean, we were, we were chasing outliers. I think we've gotten away from that, especially in this part of the country. I think Mm -hmm. we're making better functional cattle, um, I think the Seminoles have a bright future. I, I really do. Our junior nationals, in my day, our junior nationals would be 300 head. And I know when we were in uh, Des Moines a couple of years ago, it was over 700. Um, we have a great junior program that seems to pull a lot of families in. I can tell you from our standpoint, um, Haley gets a Haley gets a lot of recognition for her public speaking. And she would tell you to this day that the first time she remembers doing public speaking, was at a sales talk or public speaking at our junior nationals. Hated it, but did it. <laughs> led into four, led into FFA where she learned more about public speaking, and um, you know now she's she's actually a pretty good public speaker. So our junior program helps build a lot in these kids.
0: Let's let's uh, and you didn't do that. You kind of just hit on it just a little bit when you talked about Haley and Reed and and those those. Those two young people have been very, very active. Hi- highlight just a few more things about about those two and the success that they've had. <laughs> well,
1: I would I would be lying if I said things ran around here without Haley and Reed. So, um, you know, Haley Haley and Reed came into my life when I think they were five and two and a half. Uh, I want to say Haley probably probably started messing with a first heifer in probably two thousand eight a heifer that we that we called Diva, uh, that our neighbor Kyle Jacob showed. And so they they very blessed that they took the cattle thing um, to heart. It, it really is a passion for them. By the time Haley was about 15, I started referring to her around here as the show barn manager. And that that's true because at that point, Jake and Joby are coming along. I'm trying to help more and I'm spending a little less time in the barn. And, and Haley and Reed, there's a lot of nights that I may come in at six or seven, and Haley and Reed um, would stay out and rinse till eight or nine. Um, there's there's very few things that I don't trust them with, beyond the show barn, um, they can go over and help work cows. It's been multiple times that I've had to leave one of them leave one of them over to to help breed cows. Um, it it truly is a family deal around here, and we're just really blessed to have those two. They've both been very successful in showmanship. Um, Haley's 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 never been able to get over the hump on a national showmanship. She's been reserve at junior nationals, and she was reserve senior beef senior champion at beef congress last year. Um, she's been close, but never to get over the hump. But Haley's been fortunate. She's won Denver once. She put one in the top five at our junior nationals, the top five at our state fair. Um, it seems no matter how hard we try to get Reed one to go beat her. Um, we can't seem to get Reed over that hump. He had a few, he had a heifer a few years ago. We called B403. We call her Mariah. Uh, we've actually got some embryos in the sale out of her and that heifer won the Eastern Regional, um, I think it was reserve division or wonder division at sweepstakes. Uh, but he, he's had his success. We just got to get him a bar up a little higher to catch up with big sister. But, um, Reed's actually a very accomplished livestock judger. Uh, I would be surprised if Reed doesn't go to a junior college and senior college one day on a livestock judging scholarship um, just for being a sophomore. He's already, he's already done very well. at some at pretty big contests, Lakeland, Joliet, some of them. And um, so he's, he's actually a really good livestock judger. You know how it is. It's fun when you can take your, you've taught these kids all the way through and then you can take them out in the pasture and you guys can walk through and kick cattle apart like you do with your buddies. And then all of a sudden you can do it with your kids and so that's kind of where those two are at.
0: Right. That boy's just a sophomore? Yes. Yes. <laughs> <Five>. <laughs> is, he, a, is he playing five. football?
1: Yeah, he's actually uh, been starting on the varsity football team as a sophomore. Um, when you're 5'10", 280, people seem to take notice. Uh, yeah. And uh,
0: that reads, read as strong as an ox.
1: He's freakishly strong, actually.
0: <laughs> that boy has grown up a whole whole lot here the last couple of years so so yeah but.
1: i don't back talk to him i don't back talk to him quite as much
0: as i used to but <laughs> it's just a, it's a good thing you're you've got seniority on him right
1: hey i always tell him if if he wants to if he wants to wrestle that's fine but he's going to be afraid he's going to hurt me and i'm not going to be afraid i'll hurt him <laughs> supposed to be that way
0: well, that's good. Is he got any got any Purdue fo- football in his future? You think?
1: Uh, I doubt it. I I think he's I think he's probably going to head junior college judging,
0: and then who knows from there. Okay. All right. You do you want to talk about that Purdue football team this year while we got a minute? <laughs> no. <laughs>
1: Not, not with all the injuries. We're proud to move on to sale cattle.
0: Okay, let's let's hope let's hope basketball season goes well, right?
1: <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. All right. How'd your cubbies do this year?
1: Yeah, we don't want to talk about
0: that either. Oh, okay, okay. Well, I just <laughs> I would I should have on the intro. I should have said, you know, this has got to be one of the biggest cub fans uh, in in the nation because you know his his Facebook. Um, what do you call that profile picture still the 2016 cubbies world champions so you know so, some yeah, guys never get over some of those things right well we're we're still living for that day <laughs> well that's good i figure
1: if the cup i figure if the cubs can win the world series in my lifetime purdue can probably win a national championship in basketball in my lifetime hey that'll be all right
0: that'll yep. be all right we'll look forward to that day look, you bet look forward to that day so Hey John, we've got some. Looking forward to this sale just a little bit, but but still, even um, well, let's do this. Let's talk. Let's talk this sale. We've got the sale, the Clear Choice female sale, and that female sale is on Saturday, October twenty sixth, at one o'clock in Milan. Milan, famous in Indiana uh, for a basketball team in the past, and you bet. Uh, the if 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 you don't know the the Hoosiers. Uh, movie if you haven't seen Hoosiers I, I don't know uh, I don't know what movies you've seen but you need to go see the Hoosiers movie but uh, it was circled around the team from Milan, uh, Indiana and and so great movie great history there in, in Milan, but but we've got this sale and John tell us do uh, the for the opening page tell us who are some of the guys that maybe we need to talk to some of the guys that are kind of running this sale kind of kind of give us a little bit of that.
1: Yeah, so our sale is managed by DP Sales, um, Doug and Debbie Park, and then uh, Doug's daughter, Holly, and her husband, Drew Hatmaker. Uh, they're, they're the managers for our sale. Um, obviously, if, if you got any questions around sale day or leading up to the sale, uh, Doug and Drew's number are listed at the top of the sale day phones. Um, they're, I would say they're very educated on Sunset View, B&K, Leah, and myself, I mean, Andy, when you, when you kind of talked as to how do these consigners all come together, I think these are operations that Doug's worked with a lot in the past, and I, I would say he probably put some of these consigners together for the sale. So he'll be well-educated well in the cow families and, and the offering that we have. Um, when you look at sale consultants, um, <clears throat> our sale consultants are uh, Ryan Hafner. Ryan uh, was the former manager of Hudson Pines, running his own deal in Illinois right now. Uh, Dalton Lundy from Kentucky, Tim Schwab is a local guy there that does a lot with Jeff and Leah and then Austin Sorensen, uh, that for sale consultants for us. Um, and then, uh, our auctioneer is, uh, Tommy Carper. So Tommy, not only auctioneers, but I know Tommy walks through the cattle. And if, uh, if you're, if you're from Indiana, you probably know Tommy from the Herford deal and, and doing some auctioneer stuff. And, uh, Tommy does a good job. I believe we'll have Shane Ryan from Illinois as one of the, uh, uh, ringmen. And then uh, Chris Smith, I think, is one of the ringmen as well. And so those are just a handful of people that you can reach out to. You can always reach out to Jeff or Leah uh, from Clearwater or Ben. Ben Ben just hired a new herdsman uh, named Kenny Neville. Uh, His name's in the book as well. Or you can reach out to Brian or Ronnie Creek from Sunset View. Um, All of us will be through the cattle uh, once we get down there. I guess a week from probably yesterday, I'd say Tuesday or Wednesday, may everybody be heading down to the sale. So um, feel free to reach out to to, to myself or any of the sales staff.
0: Okay. Tell us, what's what's that sale schedule look like?
1: Yeah, so um, you're going to put me to the test here. i got to actually look. Cattle will be on display um, all day Friday. We'll have some cattle on display Thursday if you need to get down and go through them. We'll have cattle on display all day Friday They'll have a, a, a social and refreshments there in the sale barn. It, it's a beautiful sale barn. It's a great place to have uh, some wine and, and kind of have a, a little bit of a party on Friday night. And then cattle will be ready for viewing at 8 o'clock Saturday morning. Lunches is at 1130, and the sale starts at uh, 1 o'clock sharp on Saturday. And the sale, our sale our sales broadcast over DV auctions. So if you can't make the sale and you need to reach out to one of the um, consultants, you can also watch the sale and do some bidding on
0: dv auctions all right good good uh good thing for the for the distance people there john we got a couple and, and i hope i'm going to lead you in here right but but we've got a couple cow families or or a cow family that that's highlighted in this sale and and um let's let's talk just a little bit uh about those tell me uh, tell me about this knockout female.
1: Yeah. So, um, the female that you'll, the two females that you'll see in our sale that are descendants of knockout would be the Serena cow family that Leah, uh, actually Serena led off our sale last year. Um, as lot one, Leah wanted to have a, uh, she wanted to have a, uh, she wanted to have a big selling point her first season or her first sale. And so, she offered Serena's Lot 1 last year. Serena brought 85000 for half interest and went to Hicks Cattle Company. Um, Serena, you know, in recent years has been the matriarch of Leah's program, and so you'll see a lot of daughters out of Serena in here. You'll see some uh, What – I'm kind of biased, but what I think is Serena's best daughter ever is uh, our Breeze cow that we still own with Jeff and Leah. Both of those are daughters of the Knockout 74T, that was raised by Scott Hobbs here in Indiana. And I mean, if you know anything about knockout, uh, knockout, I think is probably an Oh seven model. I think she won the Indiana state fair in Oh eight. And, uh, so 11 years after she wins the Indiana state fair, Scott just sold a, a almost $12,000 heifer out of her, um, about two weeks ago. And, uh, I mean, Scott sold heifers anywhere from, um, 10,000 to almost 60,000 out of knockout in the last 10 years. Um, knockouts generated over a million dollars with a progeny pretty easy you look at serena her her most notable daughter Serena's well 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 over a million dollars probably approaching to- more towards two million um so when you think about the when you think about the key donors and the semital breeds in the last two years um you got to think knockout you got to think serena there's a lot of uh a lot of influence in knockout in our sale not only with serena but Ben had a knockout daughter a few years ago that he purchased from Hudson Pines that won the North American. Uh, they call her YO30 and uh, YO30 had a major influence in Ben's program as well as the, uh, the Hudson Pines program. And so you'll see a lot of knockout descendants in our sale, probably more than any other sale in the country.
0: John, before we start going through this catalog, uh, we ought to mention where can they go find this catalog as, uh, as we, as we go through this, where can they find, if they didn't get one in the mail, what, yep. what can they yep. do to so see this go, catalog?
1: You can go to uh, Park Livestock, uh, DP. that's DP sales website. It's parklivestock.com. And if you go in and click on the upcoming sales and then scroll down to the Clear Choice sale, you'll find our catalog online there. Um, I know it's also been getting shared around. Uh, Facebook, I've shared it on my page. I know Clearwater has shared it on their page. And so uh, if, if you're a Facebook junkie like a lot of our,
0: you can also find it uh, digital on Facebook. Okay, and that's Park, P-A-R-K-E, Livestock. Yep, P-A-R-K-E. Dot com. Yep. So you can go on there, and, and that's actually how I'm looking at it. So wanted to wanted to give them uh, just a second to, to log on to there if, if they are in one of those places where they can, if they're... Uh, if they're at home hopefully they're not driving down the road uh, uh, doing that but uh, if they are at home or they or they could look through it later uh, when they get there and and go go through that catalog with us because john i want you to to kind of introduce some of these lots tell us about some of these lots and and we can we got some donors in here we've got some open heifers in here some breads in here uh, a, a lot of uh, good cattle for a lot of different uh, areas that that people might be interested in. So, John, I'll let you kind of take it away here and and uh, kind of lead us through this catalog and and hit some of these highlights that we need.
1: Yeah. So, I, I think just looking starting with the donors, Andy, um, knowing that we sold Serena last year, it's really hard to sell that. Our, really hard to say that our donor offering this year could be better than last year. Um, and I'm not saying it is, but I think when you offer A cow like the Right to Love cow is lot one, and then the Lots of Love cow is lot two. Um, You'll notice both them cows have love in their name, and that's because they're descendants of the uh, Right to Love o15U cow. O15U, I I would say, probably has has probably been the most pro the most high profile donor that probably ever walked in New York at Hudson Pines. The list of o15U daughters in the country that are having major impact is endless. Um, 015U goes back to the Valentine cow that um, Morgan Phillips would have showed, gosh, probably um, probably 15 years ago or a little more. And so 015U, certainly no stranger. But I think when you look at the lot one cow, the right to love, um, I know Ben and, and Ivy's have sold several high-dollar heifers out of her um, they sold a heifer in Denver a couple years ago that brought 38000 um, just to name one. Um, right to Love also, I believe, is a full sib to the Quantum Leap Bull that's really popular in our breed right now. A lot of guys using Quantum Leap. And if you flip to the lot, two and you look at the Lots of Love, I know this was a young donor that um, Leah and um, uh, Austin Eggloff bought out of the Hudson Pines Dispersal. They flushed this cow a few times. Leah's got three daughters out of her in the sale. I know Austin's got a few daughters, and so they felt like they could let her go, uh, just being a five-year-old cow. So I think when you look at these two donors that are O15U daughters, I think it'd be harder to find. I think it'd be real hard to find two donors of this caliber in many sales this fall. Um, just, just lots of legacy back bet- on these two. Ben's also offering some uh, embryos on his lot one. Um, so if you can't afford the cow, you got an opportunity to buy some embryos there out of her. Um, he's got three daughters that are uh, uh, right to love or out of this lot. One donor, one's a bank, two of them are bankrolls. One of them's a primo. I know talking to Ben earlier, he's really excited about the, uh, I think he told me the lot one E, the bank bankroll. Um, he was real excited about that heifer and thought that would, would be one of his better heifers in the sale. But um, I can tell you personally, I I have uh, one of these um, Uprising Lots of Loves, the Lot 2 donor. I've got one of them that we're keeping back for a replacement that we're not going to let anybody else get their hands on. Um, Leah's got three of them daughters in the sale as well. So I love the donors we're offering. I think they're
0: top quality. Good, yeah. Look, uh, the And then the daughters there, as, as you kind of hit on just a little bit, uh, the 1E, 1F, 1G, look. Very, very, uh, very, very high quality. Not only that she is, but uh, putting it into those progeny. Yep. That's the one and two. What else we got?
1: Yeah. So, um, looking at open heifers outside of uh, obviously the lot one and two. If you're going to owner, if you're going to offer donors of that quality, I would expect they're bringing good opens out of them. But when you get past the the lot ones and the lot twos. I think you go to the lot threes and you get into some Serena daughters. Um, there's a hammer daughter in here that's lot 3B that I think's real nice. Um, flip the page and you get into the lot fours, and that's where you get into the breezes, which is the cow that we own with, with uh, uh, Jeff and Leah. I know I can tell you, Andy, we've been breeding cows a lot of years, and, and I think you would agree that sometimes you put a mating together and you think, man, that thing's going to work, and it doesn't. Mm -hmm. Um, I think this mating, the style is exactly worked exactly like we thought it would. Um, breeze is a big stout, powerful one. And, uh, if you're not careful, she can breed a little bit too much of that through. So we went looking for something a little flatter, a little, a little more attractive. And man, these style heifers out of her are just that there were four of them in the litter. We're going to offer, uh, two of them, uh, in this sale, the lot four and lot four, a, I can tell you our lot. I haven't seen Leah's lot four a, she told me that she was one of her top five heifers. I can tell you our lot four. um, uh, I, I think that one's awful good. We, we sold a couple of uprisings out of breeze last year that brought 45 and 7,000. Uh, and I think this one's probably better than either one of them, just a little better structured, a little better looking, got beautiful hair. Um, I, I'm a real big fan of our lot four uh, style heifer. Um, As I flip through the catalog here a little bit more, let me get back to some of these opens as I flip through. I know uh, Leah Leah is really high on her lot 18A. Um, That's a 2020 out of a cow called Southern Bell. So a few years ago, the Bloomberg family, Jake, showed a a heifer that they called Boots, and she was a flat-out flirty broker. Uh, Leah had the opportunity to buy a flush mate, full sister to her. I can honestly say, I think this is one of Leah's more underrated donors. I think you're just starting to see how good the cattle are out of this, uh, out of this Southern bell cow. And when Leah tells me that she's got a good one out of that, out of that flat out flirty daughter, um, I believe her. And so lot 18 a is one that Leah was real excited about, um, them back I, I i missed one i'm gonna i'm gonna back up just a little bit i was gonna try not to do this um lot three is one leah flushed serena to a angus bull called watch out and i'm sure you're familiar with that bull um i saw these two watch outs as babies and i thought they were freaks like just freaky good real long good neck and she's offering one of them as lot three so i told you i wouldn't bounce around the catalog but i was gonna back up on that one
0: because i knew i forgot about it that's a good one to back up um, too yeah
1: yeah, yeah. Um, so you can see as you uh, – I know one that Ben really got fired up on, and he's afraid she'll get overlooked a little bit because she doesn't have a real sexy pedigree but as Lot 31. Um, she's out of a uh, loaded-up Serena bull. So I think Ben purchased this Lot 31's mother out of the C- Clear Choice customer appreciation sale last year. I think he bought her from Adam Everhart. And, um, this female is out of a bull called stacked up, which is a former high seller in the clear choice bull sale. Ben said, this thing is real good for purebred. Um, he's just afraid she, she doesn't have a big donor behind her. Um, she's kind of out of a a cleanup bull, but he said that was probably one of, if not his best heifer, uh,
0: that he might be bringing to the sale. Um, I know. And you say Looking that's lot, lot thirty. That's lot thirty-one. Is that what you were just talking about?
1: Yep, lot okay. thirty-one. Good. And then uh, I think another one Ben was was real excited about was lot thirty-three. That's an executive order out of a black velvet cow. Ben, uh, as I talked to him, he was he was pretty adamant. They're selling full possession of this female, but they're keeping half embryo interest. They think enough of her that they have a uh, a desire to make her a donor in the making. And so they're going to keep half embryo interest in lot 33, but they're selling full possession.
0: Very good.
1: I think just without hitting on too many more uh, specific opens, um, I know that uh, uh, a buddy of mine has been down through Leah's cattle here recently. His exact comment was this is the deepest, uh, widest set of cattle that Leah's had in a long time. Um, just as far as quality i know he was a big fan of the lot twos um he liked that watch out um and then we kind of we kind of talked through a few of ben's opens and um unless i've missed some andy i'm not sure sunset view has any opens in the sale unless if i if i've missed them i apologize but i think i think that probably hits the the broadest set of our opens for the sale I, We were deep last year. Um, I know I'm bringing something better. Ben has said he's got a better set, and I know Leah and them have told me they have a better set. So I'm really looking forward to see all these opens get to Milan here next week and get sorted through and um, to see what we've really got. Uh, Lot 28. Lot 28, yep, that was one Ben mentioned. It goes back to – so the old alley, or not old, but the 247 y Cal, um is one that Ben bought from Hudson Pines. I think she won the Denver Open Show in 2013, if mer- memory sounds me- serves me right. Um, this is a bank roll out of a out of a brilliance alley that uh, was one of the nicer donors that sold at Hudson Pines in their dispersal, and uh, ben, ben was real fired up on this one. She's going to be a three quarter blood. So she's gonna be a, a fall into the sim solution. Um, but ben, ben got pretty excited about that one too.
0: Good. Tell us about some bread females.
1: Yeah, so um, as you look through as you look through the bread, Leo got real excited. Um, she made mention of her lot three E, which is a Duracell Serena. Um, she she feels like that that's gonna be a donor count in the making. That cow has already calved, has a heifer calf on side by Warsaw, and um, I think that was probably one of the breads that Leah got most excited about. Um, from our standpoint, we had a little we had a little bit of a, as I go through the catalog, you see the 4B, four 4C four heifers that are both breezes. Um, the 4B heifer, Andy, actually, um, when we went through the process last week, she palpated open, and so that heifer's going to be a scratch from the sale. Uh, but the 4C heifer is uh, we sold pick of two Breeze Uprising heifers last year. And if you remember, we said we were going to sell one and we were going to bring one back as a bread. And so this was Lot 4C coming back as a bread. She's bred up to Quantum Leap due in April. Um, I think that one's a little bit unique just from in terms of uh, how tight, and long, and sleek neck she is. Still carries a big foot, big leg. Um, that one looks really good right now. I'm going to flip through... I know Leah has always got a really deep set of breads, so she's got a good bread market. Um, Flipped a lot 12. You see a broker out of uh, Lucky Lady 5105. That's that's a cow family um, in Leah's history. They call that cow Lucky. And so Lucky was one that won a bunch for Leah um, probably back in 2012, I think. I think Lucky was like fifth overall at our junior nationals. We've got a flush mate to Lucky. We sold a $10,000 heifer out of two years ago. Um, so that lucky 5105 cow family uh, has been phenomenal for Leah throughout the years. Um, I think another one that we need to bring attention to is the lot uh, 18B. So we talked about the lot 18A um, Southern Bell daughter. This lot 18B is a Southern Bell out of innocent man. Um, she's bred to proclamation has been exposed to Leah's 24-7 bull, I think, which is a Serena daughter. Um, looks like she was confirmed bred in June. So that that's one that I think uh, you can see there from her picture. That one's a good-looking, attractive one. Got the right leg shape, the right build. <clears throat> I want to hit on the Sunset View cattle here. Um, you see the above and beyond in the lot 19, 20, 21. Um, that's one of Sunset View's donors. These guys last year brought just an incredible set of breads down. Uh, just good, functional cattle. They they look like the Sunset View cattle in terms of very sound, real functional, eye-appealing. Uh, they're the type of cattle you take home and you make these high-dollar show heifers out of. I kind of wondered last year, um, Ronnie and Brian, they dug pretty deep into their uh, bred heifers, and so they brought a real nice set. If you look a lot, 26, 27. Those are both ready or not. Ready or not is a former Denver champion. Um, so they, they get real deep in on their uh, their bred heifers. A um, couple other breads that I wanted to bring, bring to attention. Um, lot 40, lot 49. So lot 49 is a Womack out of a, a Lucky Girl 73A. Uh, That Lucky Girl is a cow that Eric Gertis raised um, a few years ago. I want to say she brings 50 or 60,000 selling to Hudson Pines. It's some really good Lucky Girl daughters. Uh, This is one Ben said he really hated to part with. They've got her bred up to uh, County O doing March. So I think that'll be one of the sale highlights. Um, I'm a real big fan of the Lot 50 bread. Unfortunately, that was another one for us that palpated open last week. So I've never had this happen. We had two breads that confirmed pregnant. We turned them to grass and they came home open. And so I hate to put cattle in a sale and then have to pull them, but those will both be scratches for the sale. You'll notice one thing that we've added to the sale a little bit this year, some cow-calf pairs. We had a couple of them last year. looks like we got five of them this year. Ben Ben's got one in here out of the 58 uh, in Pep Cow. Um, he's also talking. We're talking, uh, we're talking back, back in the
0: 60s, lot 60s. Yep. Okay. Yep. I'm sorry, I didn't, I didn't say that. Yep. You're lot all right.
1: 63, lot 63, and then Ben said his favorite pair was lot 62, uh, the Red Cow, said she just got a smoking good Saban heifer on her side. So um, I think. Knowing the, knowing the history of what Leah and Sunset View have put together for breads in the past, um, I'm real excited to see how our breads come in because I, I know I've been through Leah's breads for years. Like th- those breads are, those breads are made to go out and make money. They're they're bred to go out and make show heifers and bulls. And so just, uh,
0: we normally I, I know last year we put together a really good set of breads. Good. Good. Looking forward to it. Uh, and then looking forward to it again this year.
1: Just a few things. Last
0: year, following the sale,
1: I think we all realized that we didn't have any embryo lots, and so which is a little bit of an oddity. But uh, Ben's got four sets of embryos in here out of the lot one A donor, um, and then we put in we put in choice of two sets of embryos out of our Mariah B four hundred three. They'd be lot ten A and ten B. Uh, That's choice of relentless eggs or hammer time eggs. Um, Andy, I'd say this B403 cow is is a cow for us that I think will make a high-selling, high-dollar great one one day. Uh, Just this last summer, Reed showed two full sibs. Um, One was fourth overall in the Bread Known Bull Show. The heifer was uh, top 20 in the Bread Known Heifer Show. The heifer went on to Indiana and was reserve division. Uh, at our state fair and then uh Reed will be showing that heifer all year. Uh the Bull, we called the Bull Paramount. We sold him out of the stalls at Junior Nationals. He went on, he was Grand Bull at the Utah State Fair. And then just this week he was reserved Grand Bull at the Nile, uh, out in Montana. And so we believe that Mariah B four oh three will be uh, uh I think that cow's a game changer for us to be honest.
0: Good. Good deal. So we got we do. We've got donors. We've got opens, we've got breads, we've got cow-calf pairs, and, and we've got embryos. <clears throat> what what more do we need for a sale in the fall uh, in Indiana? Just trying to make sure we
1: can offer something for everybody.
0: Right. Well, it sure, uh, it, it sure looks like you do, and, and what a good-looking catalog if you can look at it. If you don't have one in your hand and you can look at it online and uh, go through there, and and flip through that catalog what a lot of a lot of uh very high quality cattle and and what a nice looking catalog you guys had put together so
1: yeah i, I was going to comment on that uh i know last year when we had the the first sale obviously working off of the the clear name um dp sales i thought did an incredible job with our catalog it's it's fresh it's unique kind of fits the name of the sale um yeah i I, honestly, I love our catalog. I think
0: it's I think it's pretty cool. I do too. I do too. I don't have one in hand, but I I sure would like one. So, but yeah, the the second annual Clear Choice Female Sale, Saturday, October 26, 2019, of course, one uh, o'clock p.m. in Milan, Indiana. So, John, um, anything else you want to say about the sale? Anything else about any consigners? Anything as we wrap it up here?
1: No, just uh, if you're listening to the podcast and you got any questions, like I said, feel free to reach out to DP Sales or any of the consigners. We'd be happy to talk cattle with you. I know I've started getting some calls. I think catalogs hit. Um, I think catalogs hit late last week, and so I've gotten a few calls and I took a few of the other consigners. But Andy, I, I I enjoy your new podcast. I I uh, envy what you're trying to do. I appreciate you letting us come on and talk about our sale and our lots. Um, I know you and I we never hesitate to sit down and talk about cattle. Um, we also do a nice job of kind of making fun of people when we're at the <laughs> beef conger sale. Um, sometimes Wait. off the mic, sometimes on, just depends. Right. but uh, right. uh, no, I just appreciate you letting us come on and, and advertise for our sale. You know, this is, we're getting to be in a digital age where everything's on the internet, everything's uh, at the tip of your fingertips. And I know a lot of people, myself included, spend a lot of time listening to podcasts. So, Appreciate what you're doing and I really appreciate you letting us come on and, and talk about the sale.
0: Well that's great. I appreciate your time and, and appreciate you getting it getting it put together and uh yeah, look forward to hopefully you can hear a lot more podcasts and uh always looking for new guests and, and new new places to promote and uh you know, pigs, sheep, cows, horses, doesn't really matter. Uh we wanna we wanna do those podcasts. So uh again, uh, second annual Clear Choice Female Sale. Thank you, John Jordan, for, uh, for being with me to and on this podcast. And, uh, again, good luck at the sale. Hope things go well there. Milan, Indiana, on October 26th. And with that, uh, again, just want to invite you to the sale. And we want to thank you for joining us again on Before the Bid. Thank you for tuning in to this edition of Before the Bid. For more information and to learn more about upcoming podcasts and sales, visit us at beforethebid.podbean.com or Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Instagram pages. For information on being a guest on Before the Bid, please email us at beforethebid at gmail.com or one of our social media pages. Remember, that's beforethebid at gmail.com. Happy sales to you, and we will talk to you next time on before the bid.